was watching a Breakfast Club interview and they it was these two black guys on there. I'm gonna I'll link the interview in the description of the notes, but they have an app, it's called You Good. And it's like they do mental health screenings on the apps and they were saying with they started the app because with the quarantining and the pandemic it was a lot for their mental health and I'm sure other people's mental health as well. So they created this app and you can text others and see, you know, how they're doing. There's resources and I think you can even talk to therapists on there. So I'll leave the interview in the description of the notes for that. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. You know, I love it. I love that people are getting creative for, um doing things. It makes me want to think, what am I doing? Well, how can I do more? You know, um, but yeah, all that's beautiful. I love it. And I have to make sure I find that app. Yeah. That's <laughs> you good question, right? Yeah. For black men just to have conversations and that's needed. And like you said, like I'm glad people are getting more creative and, and I thought you are doing the work, you know, you're going to school, you're pursuing your master's and you already have your bachelor's in psychology. So I feel like you're on the right track and you're like, you're here talking about it now. So you're doing your job. So <laughs> uh, I needed that. Thank you. You're welcome. So what are some things you do for your mental health? I know you said you mentioned you write. I know you dance. You uh, <laughs> you do a lot of stuff. So what else do you do to keep your mental health intact as a black man or just a, a individual, period? Hand me the world on a silver platter. And what good would it be? With no one to share, no one who truly cares for me. Some people want it all. Okay. <laughs> um, I sing a lot. I do karaoke. Um, I write, like you said. I go for walks. Um, I just started um, lifting weights again. Um, I... Listen to more wholesome music. I try to listen to her, Lauren Hill, you know, try to give me some vibes that aren't so sexual, but rather intellectual and feed my heart. Intuition. And yes, you know, stuff that just really make me feel like something's growing inside of me. You know what I mean? And it makes me feel like that. I like, like a picture of a forest. You know, trees and leaves and bushes and gardens and stuff. And it's like that kind of music helps bring those flowers, that nature, um, up into a better quality. I um, try to feed myself that kind of music. And um, let's see, I take selfies and in photography to boost my self esteem and my and my um, my vision of myself. You know, trying to find ways to make me look the way I want to look. Like, I started filling my eyebrows in. I was like, hmm, let's see how you look when you do your eyebrows. And I did them today. They look nice to me. <laughs> you know, um, you know, I just, I, I have a, um, a meeting, no, um, a Zoom meeting with Sephora. <laughs> Coming up soon. Um, they're going to... It's not an interview or nothing like that, right? It's like a workshop or like some kind of consultation where you can, um, they tell you what, what, what you can learn, what kind of um, 
things work best for your skin. Okay. Kind of work on things like that so I can look how I want to feel. You know what I mean? You know, um, I don't drink enough water, so I want to do that. Um, but also, I laugh a lot, Michaela. Oh, my gosh. She make other laughs. <laughs>, laughs. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, I am, like, the best friend I ever had because I can make myself laugh, at, like, out of, out of nowhere, right? I am, like, a laugh box. Like, I'm always cracking myself up. People be looking at me crazy. I'm like, what the heck is wrong with this man? Why is he laughing, you know? Who was he talking to? <laughs> I'm talking to myself. You know, um, when I was in high school, I learned that when I talk to myself, I can have, I, I can think things through, but also I can really make myself laugh. And darn it, <laughs> it may look crazy to y'all, but it feels good to me. <laughs> I'm laughing right now. So, um, so yeah, so I, I do those things, but also um, being a black person, um, and witnessing so much black death last summer, you know, and over the years, um, doing things, saying things, activism, activism really helps me feel better too, feeling that like I can make a difference in some kind of capacity. Um, when you see things like George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Aubrey, um, Stephon Clark and so many more, Dante Wright, <sighs> Man, see so much when you see so much of that stuff, you feel powerless because that person is gone. And you and you and nowadays, often you see that person dying right in front of you. And you, I remember when I watched George Floyd, I was praying. I even though I knew how the videos went in, I was like, Lord, please let him live. Please let him live. Please let him live. You know, we feel powerless, but activism gives me the idea that I'm doing something, you know, and it can be true, you know, talking about it, educating people on it, educating myself, um, and organizing, community organizing, you know, things like that, it make me feel better too. How can black men start the conversation for black men that are hesitant to ask their friends, you know, how's your mental health? How, how's your mental health? How are you doing? What, how do you think they can start the conversation with each other? I know you kind of mentioned it earlier, but do you have anything else to add on to that? Yeah. Using the language. You know, you good? Dog, you straight? Sis, how's your crown? Is your crown heavy these days? Girl, your kitchen needs some work. How you doing? Okay. A brother man, how you doing? How you feeling? You know, using language that we understand inviting each other in, you know, and also talking about your stuff. Everybody always saying, don't be talking about your business. Don't be putting all your business out there. Well, listen, darn habit. okay? Sometimes you got to say something. You can't hold it all in, okay? Forget what a hater say. Can't nobody control your narrative when, you, when you're the one talking. Use your words. People be so afraid to be vulnerable in public or with other people because they're scared people are going to go around talking about them. Let them talk. Let them gossip. Because at the end of the day, you not you don't speak for the opinion of other people. You speak for the liberation of your spirit and your soul. You speak for the, realiza the realization of how you're really doing. 
you know, like Brene Brown said, okay, the um, it's not about vulnerability. Isn't about the person's response to it, baby. It's the very act of sharing. That's where the power is. And I think when people are vulnerable and when we um, can share and invite people to share, that can help people feel comfortable doing it. I've watched so many of my friends to therapy. I said, come on, let's go walk. I had to convince people. I'm like, come on, you need to go to therapy because I can't help you. You know what I mean? I remember like one time I had my friends. I said, listen, y'all, you're going through it. You're going through it. I'm going through it. We don't talk about it. Let's do it. Every Friday. Every Friday we got together and we and we talked about how life is really going. How it's really going. And I have to take risk telling them things I don't tell everybody else. Trusting people with my truth. And it make them feel comfortable telling me things. And we kept it. Because that's because we, we respected each other. And we often think that it's hard to find friends like that. But I learned in therapy that we play a part in our own loneliness. We get mad when people don't understand us, when we haven't taken the time to explain who we are. People don't automatically understand you because they see you doing things. They understand you when you tell them who you are. And sometimes it takes time to be able to articulate who you are. But at the same time, it's like, you don't have to have it all together when you present it. This is me right now. This is who I am right now. I'm ever evolving. Like my favorite, my favorite rapper said, Gene Brent, he said, I'm not every day. I'm not usually, okay? I'm not myself. I'm not like this every day. My best look different every day. Okay, I I don't wake up smiling all the time. Shoot, I waking up sometimes looking like who done did it and ran. But I try to eventually get to the place of where I'm happy and I can give happiness, share happiness with other people. So all in all, I would say just reach out to people and try to practice it yourself, and that will help other people. Um, feel comfortable around you to do it yeah that's good i'm gonna add on to that and say you know may is mental health awareness month this is a good time to check up on friends and loved ones even though you should be doing it you know all the time but to get yourself started this is a good time to ask you know how's your mental health i care about you i just want to know you know how you're doing and also checking with yourself ask yourself what do i need you know what am i lacking right now how's my mental health been today and recommending resources to your loved ones, telling them, you know, my page, selflove.forall. You, know, you can have them go on. And I try to have like some black men content on there. <clears throat> and I do have a um, highlight called Dear Kings for Black Men, just, you know, for black men. And um, what else? Yeah, just having those open conversations. And I think also... Um, it's important for the friend, the person that's hearing out, the person that's talking about their mental health is to not use toxic positivity and to actually like listen, let them, you know, validate their 
experience. Speaking of that, tell them what toxic positivity is, Michaela. Tell them what it is. So toxic positivity is basically invalidating someone's experience or feeling. So if someone comes to you and tells you, you know, I'm not feeling good today, bro. Like, um, I just lost my job or whatever. And as a friend, you say, you know, it's all right, bro. Like, you're going to make some more money one day. You know, let's go. Let's go out. Let's go, you know, have some fun. You'll be good. And as much as we think that's helpful, you know, as a friend, we want to lift each other up, which is true, but also it's not as helpful because you're invalidating that person's experience. You're not letting them feel. And we need to let our feelings just feel. They're visitors, so they're not going to be here all the time. But we think that we got to be happy 24-7. But you got to, you know, it's okay for you to be sad and your friend should be telling you, like, you know, it's okay. You want to talk more about it? You know, what's what's going on? Do you feel sad? Do you feel this? Do you, like, you know, how do you feel? Let's just talk. If you want, I can come over and we can do something. But I'm giving you the space to speak what you need to speak on. So that is toxic positivity. And we use it a lot um, and we don't even realize it. I'm sure I've, I'm pretty sure I've used it with loved ones, but... I'm getting better with that. And just to validate ex- um, others' experiences, appreciate them for coming to you and resources, giving them some resources. Lastly, to close out, what words of encouragement or advice would you give to any Black man listening right now that is struggling with going to therapy or struggling with their mental health during this time and don't really know where to, where to go? Um, first off, I love you. You know, you are my brother, um, you are my nephew, my cousin, um, my dog, and with a with a AW. Right. Not an OG, even though you might be an OG. <laughs> um and know that I care about you and so many people in your life care about you. And seeking this kind of assistance will only, and I repeat, only improve the quality of your life and the more quality of a life you have the more beautiful things you can offer to someone else which a lot of black men try to provide to other people more than people know black men are really big on giving so um you can do it brother man i believe in you Yes, same. I was just going to say, you know, you're worthy and you're valid. Your existence matters. And don't feel ashamed by society for lowering you, for sharing your feelings and thinking that you can't cry. You know, we all cry. I say crying is cleansing. And just focus on, you know, your mental Like, Don't think about anybody else. Think, you know, what is such and like, what do I need? to keep my mental straight? Do I need to spend more time with myself? Do I need to let people go that aren't benefiting my my mental health things go? Really self-evaluate yourself. Do a lot of self-reflecting. I love to self-reflect. It's important. I feel like everyone should do it no matter, you know, your age, race, gender. Self-reflecting is important. And there are mental health pages for Black men out there as well, which are mentioned in my Dear King's highlight tab on my Instagram so there's it's getting better I feel like we're taking it you know one step at a time and 
I feel like we're getting more resources and more Black men sharing their stories, sharing their testimonies, sharing all of that, which I think is super important. Thank you, Desmond, for being a guest. I'm super happy to have you on here, you know, with all your knowledge and experience. It's just a lot. And thank you for sharing all of that. It's greatly appreciated. Thank you, sweetheart, for the um, opportunity and the platform. And you're welcome.